This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Yes, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ordinary Observations uh, with Mark, Jack, and Anton once again. Long-time friend and fan of the show. Yeah, welcome What's back. up? You Do- doing all right? All good, all good. Yeah. Dr. Fuel Cells. Yeah. Um, what have you guys been up to? Buy anything on Black Friday or any of that shit? Yeah, bought a backpack. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm too poor for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you? Uh, yeah, I dropped my phone on the bathroom floor and I had to buy another one had to engage in some uh, so you actually had to buy yeah oh well, the screen is is actually like it's it's destroyed so i wasn't anticipating buying that but i managed to get it on the the cyber monday so just before you know net on net was screaming at me like six hours of black friday sales left and you smashed your phone and on i the floor. smashed my phone at i guess exactly the right time <laughs> um so yeah you know that's all my party money for the month gone so ah. sucks anyway it's Wednesday night. It is Wednesday night. We're talking nuclear mistakes. Nuclear mistakes, nuclear disasters, nuclear fuckery. Bizarre nuclear activities. Yeah, exactly. What's, uh, you guys got some credentials to speak on issues like this or? Somewhat of a scientist. You're somewhat of a scientist? <laughs> somewhat of a researcher. Myself. Uh-huh, okay. Yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a degree. A nuclear man? I, I have a physics degree, so. Oh, fair. He's I, actually a scientist. I at least understand the, What's very, your degree in the very basics. That's a science degree, though, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, some some bit of that. <laughs> what other admin do we have to go through? Shout out Jelly Bean. Shout out Jelly Bean. It has been a couple of weeks, and uh, she's a massive fan. Yeah, of big the show. big uh, nuclear scientist herself is what I've been led to believe. Shout out Manoj. Shout out Manoj. Permanent residency, Woo! baby. Congrats, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. The big dog of Bengaluru. <laughs> Manoj, the money, Ramesh. Congrats, mate. Yes, and also, how's the female listenership? Um, I think it actually went up by I one. Think, yeah, it went up one a couple percent. percentage points. Yes, one percent. So we're like, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. an impro- improvement. We're sure. at 34, 35-ish yeah. percent. It is. even reached but 36. But we're really lacking on the plus 65s. Yeah, show this to your grandparents. Yeah. Ruin Christmas, make Christmas, do of it what you will. They need some ordinary observations in their life. <laughs> <laughs> we should make like a ordinary observations merge for like just in time for Christmas, like everybody does. <laughs> Or get a fucking Mariah Carey album out or something like yeah. that. Yeah, just like weird covers of Christmas songs. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, any other admin we need to get to before we get into the meat and bones of the no, show? Just get those listeners up. All right, cool. Yep. If anybody's listening to this after having scanned one of our stickers around town... That would go even hard. I'd fucking love to know. I heard the episodes are even crispier if you scan them in the bathroom of some grim pub. Mm. Oh, on, on the Red Express to Lanvetta. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. Start us off. So, the most obvious nuclear disaster, accident, fuck-up, whatever you want to call it, Chernobyl. I've heard of it. Yes, 1986 in Ukraine. And uh, I think many people know about it, so we won't, we won't go into too much I think depth. a lot of people have seen the HBO series. Yeah, exactly. Probably. <laughs> Watch the series if you the want. Main source of so education good. in these, yeah. Yeah. these subjects. Uh, but I, w- I don't want to talk about specifically the Chernobyl disaster. I want to talk about the elephant's foot. You're not going to relitigate the whole thing? No. No? I'm not going to give some bizarre views <laughs> Look, on it. <laughs> yeah, go back through, like, you know, USSR sort of safety protocols on how it all went wrong. <laughs> go over the whole design of the of the reactor four. So what does the elephant's foot look like? So the elephant's foot, so about eight months 
after April 1986 nuclear disaster at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in Ukraine. Workers who entered a corridor beneath the damaged nuclear, a number four nuclear reactor discovered a phenomenon. It was a black lava that had flowed out from the reactor core and it had been like it's some kind of human-made volcano. The reactor had become <laughs> that. Also, shout out to listeners in Iceland. We're trying to grow listeners there. <laughs> volcano chat. Just shoehorn that in? Yeah. Or? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because the volcano thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. So it started spewing out this like nuclear lava and um just a soup of shit yeah yeah Yeah. it's a real fuck up yeah and one of the hardened masses was particularly interesting and the the crew who had um who had basically been working on this nicknamed it the elephant's foot because it resembled the foot of a massive elephant (laughs) just this big steaming lava pile yeah how big was it really and uh it was a well it was incredibly dangerous you could Mm. die within five minutes of being in the same room as it and it's estimated to weigh 2,000 kilos mm. of hardened nuclear mass. Yeah, that's quite a lot. It's just melted shit from the core, yeah. from the reactor. So uh, the scientists who um, basically wanted to study what it was, they had to use like a camera on a wheel, mm. that, like a tripod on wheels, like on a little skateboard or something, <laughs> shove it into the room and like reel it back to take pictures of it. Right. And at some point they even had to get a guy to like open the door, rush in, scoop a bit of elephant's foot yeah. and run back out of the room but I think I think he died yeah I don't think he was getting paid enough for that yeah but the elephant's foot actually wasn't spent nuclear for <coughs> fuel mm. but a substance called corium which they just made up the name of completely and uh, which is uh, produced in nuclear accidents and it's basically a mixture of the melted structure of the core reactor and some of the fuel mixed in together yeah and it's only been produced five times naturally in history. <laughs> naturally. Once at Chernobyl, <laughs> once at the Three Mile Incident in Pennsylvania, and three times at the Fukushima disaster in 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time per each reactor. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It seems a bit of a like misnomer, though. It's not mm. It's not exactly the same stuff every time, right? No, it's just a massive core. It's just melted reactor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty useless material yeah. in that sense. Well, it's useless like to have molten, one name for it. Molten steel and nuclear fuel. What if yeah. that... That's the you know the the fuel or the material that could make us have flying cars in the future, but we <laughs> can't we can't utilize it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's radioactive as all hell. Speaking uh, of Chernobyl, though, you you boys ever seen any videos of a uh, Pripyat the yeah, town? The I mean, town there, some nicer like a. Uh, um, exploring videos I where feel they like, find those weird three-legged like wolves and stuff. <laughs> As a uh, teenage boy, it's one of those things you get really into for a short period of oh, time. Yeah. Three AM sessions of yeah, like, like exploring Pripyat. Yeah, yeah, and you you know you find these guys on YouTube who sneak into the thirty-kilometer exclusion zone and or whatever. The super creepy old Ferris wheel. Yep. Yeah. And, mm. the, and the bumper cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you're like, fuck, yeah, I'd love to go to fucking... I'd love to go check yeah. out Chernobyl, bro. Yeah, you know, everybody played Call of Duty Modern Warfare back in the days. You remember that mission? Going Super cool. You're, you know, sneaking around in the ghillie suit and shit. Did they have the three-legged wolves? Uh, <laughs> not that I know <laughs> of. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Chernobyl. Watch All right. the series. All right, yeah, definitely watch the series. That's one of the, Yeah. Uh, there was uh, even some sheep in Wales that got radiated. There was a lot some of fun facts. Yeah, it's pretty long way. Should we talk about how there's that big the map of radiation over Sweden directly corresponds to the map of some weird fetishes? Yeah, that search up anime pornography. Ah, yeah. Have you seen that map? Oh yeah, I've seen it's that. Like, yeah, the, you're a researcher. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, we'll we'll go to the vaccines then. This is Lunar Escape. I could dream I want you back
Yes, it's Wednesday night, a cold Wednesday night. You're listening to Ordinary Observations on K103 with Jack and Mark and our special guest, Anton. And uh, yeah, that was Lunar Eclipse by the Vaccines. Now, I'm sure we've all done some stupid things in our lives, you know, that we may or may not want to admit to, but uh, playing Jenga in a nuclear reactor, that's definitely something that I haven't done yet. It's Demon Core time. Oh, so you want to learn about the Demon Core? <laughs> yes. Well, yes. To be, for clarity, this yeah. is this Sorry. whole episode was Anton's idea because he wanted to talk about the, the Demon, Demon Core. Core. He wanted a platform to yeah. discuss Demon this Core. This man's been aching for a Demon <laughs> Core platform. <laughs> so it's been a bit of an obsession. Anton, lately. fire away. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, man. so basically away. the Demon Core was an infamous plutonium sphere made of two plutonium gallium hemispheres and a ring supporting them. It was placed among bricks of tungsten that was supposed <laughs> to act as a neutron reflector in order to control the reaction. And it was actually first known as any other core to a nuclear bomb. We had, I mean, they had two major incidents. <laughs> uh, and people, I guess, were still generally very religious Christian back in the 40s. Oh. Uh, I think that Perhaps they believe that it was the tool of the devil in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but so this was tool. this was created as a third core for a third nuclear bomb to be dropped exactly over. Drop on Japan. Right? Yes, yeah. because the core was prepared to be used by the U.S. in the Pacific scene mm. during the late part of the Second World War. Mm. Uh, and it was supposed to be housed inside a third nuclear bomb, which oh. never was released they, in the end. They didn't. They didn't get there far. Oh yeah, because the surrender happened after <laughs> the second bomb. <laughs> they which didn't is just incredible that they even considered. Yeah, you know, they saw it happen two times, and they thought we could put one more. Yeah, <laughs> but surely they produce them at the same time. You'd hope so. I don't. I don't mean to be, you know, sort of rooting for, uh, you know, sort of supporting nuclear warfare. Yeah, you kind of would assume they'd I just, stockpile them. I'm just. I'm just like meaning for like two times. Do it again. Product, <laughs> yes. for productive efficiency you would think you'd create in bulk right you'd hope so Mm. exactly however the demon core actually takes us back to the manhattan project in the los alamos laboratory Mm. and multiple experiments were conducted to measure the threshold at which the plutonium would become supercritical in other words the point to where the chain reaction would unleash spin out of control and cause this deadly blast of radiation as we know as the bomb so that happens when so many neutrinos are reflected back into the core. Exactly, the exponential a, growth. Yes, it becomes a self-sustaining reaction. Exactly, and that's when you're fucked. Yes, yeah. okay. science, baby. Uh, and the fun thing is that when you, when you look at pictures from you know all the experiments that they did there, it's incredible how you know unguarded. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, they were. They had no safety equipment whatsoever. No, no. You know? These guys are doing like, like nuclear experiments in like suits and ties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what was it made of? Plutonium. Plutonium, exactly. Right. So if if you if you Google search it and like get a, an image of it, it's just like a sphere, mm. and it's just kept in a bowl. And there's another bowl that fits over the top of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, just that like, was actually during the second experiment right. that we're gonna go into. But it's just exposed. Yes. Like uh, <laughs> with a clipboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And these guys, they knew. I mean, they yeah. knew how yeah. dangerous that was. I these mean, guys were like the best nuclear physicists in the in country. The world, yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, for these experiments, they they actually had an informal name of this test campaign they were conducting, mm-hmm. and they called it "tickling the dragon's tail." <laughs> This meaning that they actually knew, you know, one slip and they'd awaken the beast and they will be get burned. Uh, they will get burned. 
and this is actually this is exactly what happened uh, Los Alamos sci- scientist Harry Dalian. Oh no. So at night on August 21st in 1945 it was merely a week after the surrender of the Japanese forces yeah. during the Second World so, War. So again, it was so just still, still purely research at this point. Exactly. Yeah. These so, were just nerds interested. Which makes us even dumber. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Harry returned to the lab after dinner and he intended to tickle the dragon's tail alone, <laughs> accompanied by just the security guard. Presumably he'd had a beer or two at yeah, dinner. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And this was actually... A breach of the safety protocols. I mean, you'd assume you so. you hope so. Allowed, yeah, he wasn't allowed, supposed to be there Why is he on allowed his own. To go there after ah. work hours. Exactly, and you know, this is just one example of she didn't do after a couple yeah. of pints of dinner. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I wonder how this many pints they had one. before doing yeah. this. Yeah. Find the dragon's tail and think hell. Hell, yeah. exactly. So as he worked, he built up these reflective walls by putting putting tungsten carbide bricks around the core mm. because this was supposed to sort of control the and reflect the uh, neutrons yeah yeah it reflects the the core's constantly spitting out neutrons right and so if they're reflected by the tungsten because the tungsten's really heavy mm. so the neutrinos or the neutrons sorry can't penetrate it so it just gets reflect reflected back at the core mm. and, and then, then it becomes a self sustaining reaction exactly so if you build up more and more bricks to fill in the wall more and you get more reflection then you get criticality yeah this <laughs> learning something on here. yeah man <laughs> however you know when harry was uh, playing jenga with these tungsten <laughs> bricks um, he was about to remove one of the bricks which he suddenly dropped oh, and no. he dropped it on top of the core Oof. as the demon core went super critical <laughs> generating a glow of blue lights and a wave of heat the security guards must just be thinking, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And he, didn't he, think he it for much quickly longer. reached out to remove the brick that he dropped, uh, noticing a tingling sensation in his hand as Oof. he did so. But unfortunately, it was too late. Harry knew that he now was a dead man walking. Uh, oh he was only 24 as well, right? Yeah, he was yeah. only 24 years old. Fucking dumb cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Wouldn't play Django with a nuclear reactor. Oh. No. So, in that brief moment, he received a lethal dose of radiation from which he uh, suffered uh, a burnt, blistered hand and acute radiation sickness. And he actually fell into a a coma and passed away only 25 days later. That must have been a miserable 25 Uh, days. Hell yeah. Such Such a waste. Do you still have to clock into work the next day? I mean, what was I doing when I was 24? Because you'd be radioactive yourself, so you'd be dangerous to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was a, a a horrible and horrible incident for uh, you know the lab. Poor Harry, exactly. Pull one out. Shout but out. But how? You no, know, the demon core was not yet finished. <laughs> uh, it had only claimed its first victim. So despite the changes that they made in safety protocols and after the incident with Harry, then the disaster would strike again just about one year later. Is that all? It was not even a year. Yeah. I think this was in... Uh, yeah, I'm going to... They're still tinkering around with it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But it would be the same guys that knew the guy who died the first time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change you, that. You think yeah. you'd, be, you'd think you'd say, like, hey, guys, let's... Um, I'll be careful after what happened to Harry, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that was one time. This one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just one. It was his own fault. He shouldn't yeah. have had those beers. So. Yeah, exactly. But this the, time, the, you know... The safety videos don't 
Gerald breaks mm. into it. <laughs> yeah. So there would be an, uh, a second accident, and uh, this time it would be uh, Dalian's former colleague, Louis Slodin's ass on the line. Oof. So on the on May the 21st, so it's not even a year later, <laughs> uh, in 46, uh, Louis, he performed a similar experiment uh, as the one which tragedi- tragically ended his colleague's life. This time, they changed the setup a bit. Yeah, so instead of using the tungsten uh, Jenga bricks, they used a beryllium dome that was lowered over the core. Mm-hmm. That seems smart. Uh, yeah, it was, it's yeah. a pretty smart design for, to create a good reflectivity. Yeah. It's like a Pokeball. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, no, but at least like stuff can't. It's perfect. Re- yeah, perfect reflectivity. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, exactly. So the, yeah, the dome would reflect the neutrons back to the core, pushing it towards criticality. And that's what they wanted to achieve. Mm. Uh, and I gotta say, I mean, Louis, he was a smart man because <laughs> in order to create a, an adjustable gap in between the core and the dome, because he needed to do that, obviously, to let the neutrons escape them, yeah. so he wouldn't get super critical. Uh, the, he used a screwdriver, <laughs> so he would put the screwdriver in between the dome and the and the floor underneath, or uh, just to create like a gap. Yeah. Exactly, and he would rotate it. Hmm. So yeah. it could lower the angle. Exactly. Close the. Uh-huh. It's a very. Almost. It's a very neat way to do it. It's and clever. Also a, a very it's st- a, stupid way well, to okay. do it. It's an, it's an elegant solution. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know the method did worked really well until it didn't. Uh, <laughs> so the demon core strikes again. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the the, the screwdriver slipped <laughs> and the dome fell flat against the core, completely exposing the demon core to the reflectiveness of the dome, causing super super criticality. Once again. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> the method worked. The method actually worked until it didn't. The screwdriver slipped as the dome fell flat against the core, completely exposing the demon core to the reflectiveness <laughs> of the dome, causing supercriticality. That's the uh, that's the bruh moment. Yeah, that's like ah uh, shit. That just a screwdriver is holding all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like eight dudes standing around <laughs> it just looking. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And you know what happened? Again, generating a glow of blue light and a wave of heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Slaughter, he was fast in slipping the dome off, but the damage was already done. You know, Louis was now indeed a dead man walking. And there were also seven others in the room that had a piece <laughs> of the radiation. Uh, but Slaughter was the only one to receive a fatal dose. Okay. Uh, and this one was actually even higher than for the first victim. Harry's, yeah. yeah, Harry's dose. <laughs> passed away only nine days later Yikes. to uh, a sickness quicker. condition which they referred to as a, a third degree sunburn. Uh-huh. What's pretty interesting is that nobody wore the uh, dosimetry badges that they had. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were stuffed inside, a, inside of a lead box That's 30 meters away <laughs> in the other end of the room. What is so that? they didn't actually know how much radiation mm. they ah, were. Ah, okay, it's like a... Like a it's, a bad, it's a badge yeah. and it'll change if you're exposed to X level amounts of radiation. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. You, you, if they wore that, you know, they knew how fucked they were, basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But, uh, Fuck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and apparently, simple words spoken by Slodin after the slip with the screw whatever was, well, that does it. <laughs> because he'd actually been comforting his dying colleague one year before at the hospital. Oh, and he knew what was about to come yeah. next. Nine miserable days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
But he, how are his colleagues though? They also got radiated, no? Yeah, but nobody. He was the only one who uh, got a him. fatal dose. Yeah, okay. Most of them lived for another 30, 50 years or something. Oh, that's good. Except for one. I read a Wikipedia article. One of the guys, uh, he was stated. I mean, he was stated as a victim to this. Oh. But the cause of death was uh, when he served with the Eighth Cavalry, whatever. Uh, in the Korean War. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, a little bit more obvious, maybe. Yeah. He was a super soldier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Genetically enhanced by the Demon Corps. <laughs> yeah. So after this, the second incident, um, and they were, you know, it wasn't, it was pretty much one year apart. Uh, but that was the actually the it was the end of the hands-on experiments that they conducted <laughs> on the Los Alamos. Oh God! <laughs> uh, and there there was a huge change in the safety protocols, and the Demon Core was eventually melted down to be uh, reintegrated to the nuclear stockpile pile that they had. And apparently, they used to call the uh, the core Rufus <laughs> at times. Uh, Rufus. Yeah. <laughs> But after the second incident, they they kept to uh, the Demon Core only. Yeah. Nice. That was the Demon Core. Oh, that's a good one. I think we should uh, break it up a little bit with the song <laughs> after after 14 minutes of intense feeling Demon a, Core. Feeling a bit tense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super happy now. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. All right. This is uh, Daphne Anders and Daniel Jelander Rutenerad. <laughs> Lyssna på Bokkvartetten, en podd om böcker, läsning och allt däremellan. Med mig, Nora, Maja, Alexandra och Lisa. Du kan lyssna på vår podd på K103s hemsida, på Spotify eller Apple Podcaster. Vi släpper nya avsnitt varannan måndag. It's Ordinary Observations time. You're listening to Jack, Mark and Anton. We're yep. discussing nuclear mistakes and fuck-ups. We oh. just had a nice... Big section on the Demon Core. Big section yeah, on the, the infamous Core. Demon Core. It's Demon Core time. Yeah, some pretty blatant atomic missteps there. Uh, but this one's pretty good too. The poor Japanese dude got fucking blasted. Oh man, the boy, yeah. did he get blasted? Yeah, yeah. Uh, his name was Hisashi. Um, I guess you'd pronounce it like Oishi. Nah, nah it's Ouchi. It's Ouchi. <laughs> it's O U C H I. So. Got an yeah, with anyway. with our terribly uncultured, I'm sorry, Anton, with our terribly uncultured English-speaking minds, yes. uh, it looks like ouchie. And he would come to have the unfortunate title of the world's most radioactive man. Is that a real record? Well, I, I, I've i read that it's not actually. Is he in the Guinness? Yeah, well, that's why I said somebody call the fucking Guinness Book of Records. <laughs> um, no, I think there's, I don't know, it seems to be a, a myth, but like you read it everywhere. This guy was... The human exposed to the highest doses of radiation ever, he uh, got but blast. Yeah, he, got he must have been the longest living man after radiation. Yeah, exposure. something like that. To that degree, yeah. He beat the twenty-five days of the demon core. Yeah. Either yeah, way, <laughs> either way, he he fucking suffered. If you look up the worst human deaths in recorded history, kind of thing, mm. this guy frequently makes the lists. It's not something i search up a whole lot yeah so we're gonna have to relitigate this guy's horrific suffering yeah but um so, yeah right so we'll get into it hisashi alchi he was working at the takai mura nuclear power plant in 1999 which is it's like an hour north of tokyo something like that they had a very sad looking bottom line and they would just frequently you know 
skip over safety measures. <laughs> not got any goggles. Yeah, they had a very... This is how it always starts. Yeah. yeah. They showed a very blind eye to safety protocol. Yeah, and a tie. Yeah. <laughs> so a tie. him and this other dude, there were two technicians involved in the uranium fuel enrichment process. They were, you know, mixing mixing chemicals into big tanks um, by hand oh, from, oh, oh, yeah. from steel buckets. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was like the uranium hexafluoride or the urinal nitrate or the ammonia or whatever, but it was like... Obviously, some spicy, toxic stuff. Some spicy shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, when you're mixing chemicals to enrich uranium fuel, uh, you want to be pretty careful and you want to measure it out pretty good. <laughs> Is this when they sort of confused in between the British and the American standards? Yeah, of units. They they fucked it up yeah. either way. Whatever they did. So the mixing was supposed to be done with like a hydraulic pump, which would measure out accurately how much of each chemical yeah, they're mixing. But again, again, hydraulic pumps cost a lot of money. And you know it's manual labor is free. It's it's a lot slower to measure it out accurately. Nice you know cheaper blokes with buckets. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to cut costs and time, they just dumped it in from hand. Uh, <laughs> but remember, this was 1999. It's not that long ago. No. Like they they understand perfectly well how dangerous stuff was. Yeah. They just didn't care about the workers. The workers didn't know shit. They weren't educated at any of this, but upper management knew what was going on. So They weren't educated on the Demon Corps? No, they weren't. Amazingly, the employees had never received much training about what they were doing. They did not know the consequences of getting the mixture wrong, and the organization who ran the power plant didn't even have a contingency plan in case some sort of accident were to occur at the Jesus. plant. A real, real sort of shoot from the hip kind of operation. Yeah, yeah. you made at a house party who's pouring out your drink. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit like that. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, I've probably got some radiation poisoning from some of those drinks as well. But so yeah, long story short, they dumped in too much reactant and reached the criticality point, triggering an uncontrollable sequence of chain nuclear reactions, uh, which followed over the following couple hours. These reactions are just pissing out gamma radiation right mm. uh and ga- worst one, right? gamma yeah, radiation the worst is one. the one that fucks you it, yeah. it causes ionization to occur uh and you don't want this in your blood well no so ionization is where like an atom the electrons get stripped I- from the mm-hmm. atom so if the atom is getting stripped of its electrons it becomes not an atom anymore well, it becomes something else it gets ionized right yeah and so that's it's not sustainable. Your body's not made up of those things. <laughs> Your body's made up with the electrons. It's not yeah. meant to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so all three technicians present reported seeing the big blue white flash and they ran out of the room immediately. Hisashi began throwing up and they were driven directly to the hospital. Now at the hospital, each man was measured for radiation. The supervisor who had been in the next room, he had been exposed to three sieverts of radiation. How much is that? I don't really know, but... uh, Sounds like a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's more than you should get. More than 3.6 Röntgen. But, I don't know. But Yokokawa, who was... (laughs) Yokokawa, who's the other bloke, and Hisashi, experienced 10 and 17 sieverts, respectively. Hisashi with the 17? Yeah. Yeah. That's even more. This is uh, supposedly the highest measured recording from a person's body. So they were radiating this yeah, at yeah. the hospital. Yeah, yeah. They were their yeah. own little wreck to themselves. Yeah, so exactly. A person's not supposed to experience more than like 0.1 sieverts per oh, in, in a year. So she got like 170 times that in a couple seconds. So you see where this is going wrong. Mm. Um, it, not die it, it, well, anything over 10 is considered like fatal. Yeah. You're going to die. You may not die immediately, okay, okay. but you're going to die. You can't survive that. You're fucked. People living in houses like 350 meters away from the plant were forced to leave mm. and uh, for some time. And then like 300,000 people living in the nearest area, they were told to stay indoors and don't eat anything from your garden. 
And this guy, he was right in the this center. This guy was over the, yeah. over the vet, pouring it in with the bucket. Um, no goggles. Yeah, <laughs> no goggles. The timeline on it is a bit dodgy because, of course, they downplayed the severity of the accident to begin with, that kind of yeah, thing. of course. Uh, that's standard practice. I guess it would get shut down immediately. Yeah. No, well, it should I now. I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Mr. Alchi uh, suffered extreme radiation burns all over his body in the immediate flash. And by the time he was delivered to the hospital, he had vomited violently and passed out. His eyes were leaking blood. Things were not going to be good for poor Hisashi from this point onwards. That's gross. I don't know how the fuck your eyes even leak blood, but... I mean... You don't mean, want no, this. And after that dose of radiation, are there even eyes any longer? Yeah. Know? His body is full of stuff. It should I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let's, let's pause yeah. uh, to listen to Elephant's therapy, which I think some of us might need. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yes, that was elephant therapy, which is something we're all going to need after learning about Miss Hisashi Auchi, the Japanese dude who got just fucking obliterated with a lot of gamma rays, essentially. So uh, this is ordinary observations, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're explaining um, how he became like the atoms in his body. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he had just been driven to hospital. He's, his eyes are leaking blood. So, yeah, okay, so after being in, like, the local hospital for three days, mm. he was transferred to the University of Tokyo. They were going to need some experimental shit, you know? They mm. weren't just going to keep this guy alive with the regular IV drip. Very experimental, though, like... Feed him some yeah. demon core. The, 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 the medical textbooks <laughs> don't, don't cover this. I think they had experienced something like this before. Exactly. No, like, there was no recorded cases of this, so it was all just again shoot from the hip kind of shit to see what what sticks uh but besides from his extensive burns the most immediate threat was his lack of white blood cells mm. so that like that's the ones that fight infections right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. so he was put in an isolated radiation ward to prevent it's the ones that basically give you an immune system yeah mm. exactly so it just prevent any other random sickness from hospital stuff to fucking him up they did a bunch of skin cell grafts, uh, blood transfusions, and even tried some revolutionary stuff with stem cells, which was quite revolutionary at the time. 1999, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the stem cells were donated by his sister. They briefly seemed to work before they just didn't. His radioactive body was just destroying those cells as it well. Was, like eating everything up, right? Yeah, more or less. The skin grafts also didn't work because all the skin was supposed to grow into was also fucked. Mm. Nothing to attach it to. Mm. Yeah, nothing to really attach it to. Photographs of his chromosomes show that they were just decimated uh, and thus unable to replicate and rebuild themselves. Now, completely decimated is not what you want your chromosomes to be described no, as. Not any part of your body, to be yeah. honest. No, I mean, he was literally a man without any DNA. Yeah, yet. yeah. There was no recognizable parts to it. You've seen a good-looking DNA phenotype or genotype, sorry, where it's got like 23 nice pairs, right? Mm just enough a single one of them yeah they're all just obliterated yeah. um so there was nothing left for his cells to replicate it, it was never gonna no, survive so like his body stopped yeah. producing new cells, cells. yeah, yeah new exactly cells. like your body's reproducing cells all the time right mm-hmm. his was not so his skin continues wow. to just melt off his body he apparently begged the doctors to let him die claiming that he couldn't take it anymore and that he's not a guinea pig mm. i'm surprised he can communicate yeah well i feel like the guinea pig community probably aren't too keen on this either to be honest no no so his family though however yeah. they implored doctors to do everything they possibly could to save him so i mean the doctors have to do what the family wants, right? I don't think that they ever got to see him in that state. No, no, I don't but think so, no. So they were just probably well, told there's an accident. 
at work. Mm. They didn't know what happened, and he's been injured. Yeah, well, he was too reactive, so yeah, like, he couldn't have visitors. I, I've seen the pictures of him. It's and not, it wasn't pretty. It's not good, man. No. Uh, apparently, his wife wanted him to survive <laughs> at least until the new year. Uh, so that because of some... Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was 1999, right? So it was the turn of the millennium, uh-huh. which, okay, probably not so important when your skin is literally rotting off your body. Yeah, I don't think he had the same priorities. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, so after 53 days of, again, just having the most excruciating pain uh, imaginable, poor Hisoshi had a heart attack, but they fucking resuscitated him. What? What's yeah. that to resuscitate? So he could keep suffering. This would happen a bunch more times, and every time he died, they would yeah. resuscitate him again. But it's wild. He survived for even 50-plus days. Yeah, yeah. So uh, did, was this just entirely because of his family's will? Yeah, was it because, I, you know, for science? The urban myth is also that, like, the scientists were evil as well, mm-hmm. and they were conducting all sorts of experiments to try and see how long a human being can live. And, like, the lengths to which yeah, he can yeah, survive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, experimental stuff. I mean, he's um, an experiment. At this yeah, point, <laughs> so it's, it's really, really horrible. Each time his heart would stop, however, his brain would be deprived of oxygen for a bit as well. So eventually he was becoming brain dead too mm. after being revived so many times and dying again mm. which was probably a good thing to be honest like if, if you become brain dead and you stop feeling so much pain yeah I think <laughs> yeah. that's the, the so, most reasonable thing to do yeah. die, so finally on December 21st 1999 after 83 unspeakably painful days he died of heart failure and could not be resuscitated well, I reckon uh, the wife was right. He could have survived. Well, he, did, he didn't make it to Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> His colleague uh, Masato Shinohara also died about seven months after the incident. He was the other guy. Mm. Mm. Um, he survived a bit longer, but uh, from organ failure as well. But 83 days is crazy long in that condition and state. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Mush. We're uh, going to go back to the Chernobyl documentary, but if you've seen the pictures of like you know what those actors look like, that's yeah. probably pretty accurate of mm. one. Oh, it's basically God. pink flesh yeah just blisters everywhere everything rotting away oh yeah fun times good stuff Uh, anyway this uh this next song is called uh ice cream which is cool yeah it's by black pumas hello dear listener this is jack from ordinary observations the radio equivalent of food poisoning in a jacuzzi at Jeff Bezos' house party. Catch us live on K103 at 8pm on Wednesdays or any other time on pod streaming platforms. Just search for Ordinary Observations. We'll see you there. Yes, that's right. It is Ordinary Observations. Just a little bit of shameless self-promotion. Um, anyway. <laughs> I think I think it's, it must be bad form to play your own jingle on your own show. That's all right. But, uh, we have stickers now. With well, the deal. I need people to like let us know what they think of them. Yeah, if you want to let us know, uh, Instagram and Spotify are best places to contact us. Thank you. Ordinary observations. Ordinary observations, we're talking nuclear disasters, nuclear fuck-ups, nuclear mistakes. The people of the world blasted by radiation. Yeah, we just did Hisashi Auchi, the poor Japanese fellow who was... The most radioactive man in the world. Yeah, subjected to... to Turned to mush. Quite a lot. I'm going to talk about radium girls now. Do you guys know who the radium girls were? I don't know. Heard about it before. Yeah, this one's messed up as well. Uh, oh, th- that's good. But th- this one is pretty innocent compared oh. to the others, I believe. Okay. 
<laughs> at least they were at least they were happily unknowing of this uh, until they started suffering from the poisoning yeah yeah Take uh, this in, radium girls. so radium girls were Largely, it was a group of female factory workers who contracted radiation poisoning from glow-in-the-dark paint in the 1910s and 1920s kind of thing. Uh, Their job was to apply the radioluminescent paint to watch faces and hands so that you could read them in the dark. You you know, like, you get a watch. Air Force pilots used them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know glow-in-the-dark paint was that old. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was was the early days of glow-in-the-dark paint, which had... they used radiation. Which is is kind of suspicious. Exactly, yeah. So their employer was the... Suspiciously glowing. (laughs) The Radium Luminous Materials Corporation, uh, and the brand name of the product was Undark. Ooh. Uh, they were a major supplier of self-luminous watches to the military. Where is it from? Mm. The US? The States, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, big cash, obviously. Yeah. Uh, some real Fallout video game sounding shit. Like, yeah. Raimi <laughs> Radium Luminous Material Corporation producing Undark for the US military. Yeah, man, that's dystopianly weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it into so, a pretty dark story yeah, in the end. It did. So scientists, obviously, they knew the radium was not good for you. It's called radium, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, so the, the owners and the chemists employed by Radium radium Luminous Material Corporation, they knew to avoid it where possible and to wear protective clothing when necessary. Uh, now, a lot of the work, like Marie Curie is famous for, mm. that was related to radium. She worked on radium a lot. She eventually died of radiation-induced illnesses, and her notebooks to this day are still too spicy to touch. So, yeah, mm. they're locked away. It's, radium's not good for you. Uh, the woman performing the hands-on work of using the paint, however, were not made aware of the radioactive properties of the paint oh, they were using. Classic, isn't it? It's a tale as old as mm. time, mate. Yeah. In fact, they were even instructed to use their lips to point the brush to a fine tip so the details could be finely painted. Mm. You know? To get it pointed at yeah, the end. Just yeah, just sort of mm. like, like it. drag yeah. it through your lips Aww. and to, to finally... And they also it, believe know? that you should dip it on the tongue, kind of? Yeah. To get a bit of saliva on? Yeah, or like, yeah. like the way you like lick a piece of thread when trying to thread yeah. the needle. Yeah. yeah. At least it's not poisonous. Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, now, I guess this makes the whole story less of a mistake and more about just corporate greed and a general disregard for poor people's lives. On this <laughs> pro... Marxist podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but again, because they'd been lied to about the harmfulness of the paint, many thought it was, you know, funny and cute to paint their fingernails, paint their faces, even their teeth. I mean, to with be- the glow in the dark mm. paint. Glow in the dark paint is fun, but yeah. Obviously, this is a bad idea given what we know. Not this kind. Uh, so after some time, dentists started noticing patterns on the women who worked at the clock factories. They were experiencing dental pain. They were losing teeth. They got lesions and ulcers in and around their mouths. Oh. They just like rotted the mouth, right? Yeah. yeah. And when the, the, that's uh, the worst, you know, worst place on your body to get those kind of you know blisters and stuff. Yeah, it hurts really so much. It as no, well, you know? tooth pain yeah. sucks, it especially everything, especially back then as well. Mm. When before dental standards were what we are used to today, yeah, yeah. you needed really... to pull out a, a tooth. Yeah. They did it the old-fashioned way, yeah, or even, the medieval way. Even when they did pull them out, the yeah. the wound just wouldn't heal yeah. either. So it's all fucked. For many of the women, the symptoms would get even worse. Some developed am- anemia, uh, bone fractures in the jaw, and even necrosis. What is that? Mm. Yeah, you don't. It, it's it's where the cells just start dying and uh-huh. your flesh essentially rots away. So think like mm. gangrene or frostbite. That uh-huh. kind of yeah. like, it looks similar but to in that. In the mouth. Yeah. 
Whoa. It's, um, I'm not going to Google that. I highly, <laughs> I made this mistake this afternoon. I highly recommend you do not Google image search necrosis mouth. On your mm. work Yeah, Wi-Fi. don't do it. Don't do it on the work computer either. <laughs> uh, this condition actually is an, it's, it's got a specific name. It's known as radium jaw, mm. which sounds pretty cool, but it's not. But it was a thing back in the day when radium was sort of the early days of radium before radiation was really known. For some reason, lots of people got radium in their mouths in you know early 1900s industrial well, situations also mm. kind of you know like they're not washing their hands often they're obviously mm. doing it with their hands and you're just touching your mouth a lot yeah mm. of oh. course big luminescent watch face did not want this information getting out so they bribed off doctors and dentists to keep quiet about their findings evidently uh, they created somewhat like of a smear campaign and blamed the affected woman's symptoms on syphilis instead yeah uh, in that. the name of capitalism yeah, yeah cool. amazing how fuck that is though it's like your your Profiting off these women suffering, paying them fuck all, they're and now dying of radiation, them. and now you're <laughs> slut shaming them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's oh wait, you're just playing off their illnesses, you know? Yeah, oh, fuck, it's crazy. Um, so by 1923, the first woman who worked at the watch factory had died, uh, but not before her jaw fell off her skull. Oh man, crikey! Uh, could you imagine the horror? There's a famous picture online. On yeah, what do you do? Like hold it in your hand? No, I, I don't think she was on shift. I think she was very sick by this point. Yeah, but you'd imagine. Uh, I don't know. There's actually a famous picture online of a dude who lost his jaw to radium jaw. Just he's just got no jaw, uh, and you, you don't want to see it. It's not. not it's not a fun image to be looking at. The following year, a few more women died. Um, sorry, a few more women were quite ill, and a few dozen had died. Because I assume it's a big factory, right? A lot of people work in there. Yeah, and there was thousands of these uh, instances of this. Um, So eventually it was all covered, it was all uncovered that the radium was actually the cause of this illness and the symptoms, not not the syphilis. Mm. Uh, There was a bunch of legal proceedings brought against the companies responsible, some successful, some not. You know how that shit used to go. The thousand employees in this place all have syphilis. (laughs) That's that's not believable. Yeah, but also like, what's your fucking lunchroom like? (laughs) (laughs) Like, What what do you guys do on break, man? Smoke goes weird over there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Should we wrap up, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there's a lot of stories about people who just weren't given any safety training. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've got a few pages worth of notes on David Hahn, the radioactive Boy Scout, but I think we might have to save him for the Christmas Minimus. Yeah, the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. It'll be a big one. Yeah, it will be a big one. Um, where can you find us online? Find us on Ordinary Observations on Spotify. Find us on Instagram. And you can find stickers around Gothenburg. Yeah, you sure can. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Thanks for tonight. All right. Take it easy. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.